Hello everyone, uh, Tom Miller here. So excited to spend some time with you as this is part of our Navigate Board Governance series, focusing on what effective governance looks like. And tonight's uh, training, we're gonna specifically talk about what should be on the board's agenda uh, the first two months of a, of a school year. You know, what, what should they be talking about? I'm gonna talk about five specific areas uh, that need your attention. Now, if you can see on the screen here, if you're watching a video, you'll see, I love, uh, this is part of the Navigate portal. This is one of our sections on roles and responsibilities, uh, governance versus management. And so I always wanna start with, with, remember, your job as a board member is to focus on the how well. How well, uh, is, how well is our education plan meeting the needs of our students? How well is our financial plan you know, meeting our uh, fiduciary responsibility? The leader's responsibility is to bring the how will. This is how we will, we will do it, right? So the time and attention for all these responsibilities uh, is uh, broken down in this chart. Uh, so a board really focuses on mission, vision, goals, and leadership. While the, while the, um, the principal provides advice on those four, it's overall, it's the board's decision. Compared to at the bottom, the operational piece, the staffing, the program, and the procedures, this is mainly the administrator's decisions with some board's advice. And then we have some, we have some, uh, you know, some uh, partnership areas in, in the middle where it's, it's you know, pretty much a, a team responsibility, okay, how we, how we accomplish that. However, at the bottom here, it's very important. It's in summary, uh, charter boards are not expected to manage the day-to-day -day operations of the school, and that responsibility belongs to the professional school administrator the board has, has hired to carry that out. Now, that's challenging, right? When, when, when you feel or you sense that the school's not performing or underperforming, um, right, or, or is not, not meeting uh, laws, right, not educating students at a high level, and that becomes really hard, right? As a board member, you want to, you want to uh, really, you know, dig in and know what's happening. But that's where the trust, but verification process comes in, right? I love trust, but verify. So how do you verify? Now we've talked about this, you know, getting some some tangible results. So if you're in the if you're in the um, in the navigate system, right? There's there's lots of resources in here. If you click on a table of contents and lots of lessons for you to to uh, specifically talk about, uh, to you know, learn more about trust, trust but verification. Okay, here in this, in this uh, second second session about how to lead effective meetings and how to conduct the meetings and how to create uh, focus uh, focus agendas and, and meeting strategies and asking questions. So asking questions is a key part, a key part of effectively governing your school, right? Because see, questions are really important and valuable because we believe, you know, we believe, we want to believe that, you know, things are working well, but, you know, sometimes they're not, right? And, and you, know, you know, we believe that all people see the big picture the same way we do, but that's not the case. And we believe that, that um, you know, that, that everybody has this, the same experiences that, that we do in life in terms of, oversight and and execution and goal setting and measuring and and all those aspects and the truth is that we don't right so always remember this that asking questions can open doors to increase organizational potential remember good questions inform 
and great questions are gonna transform you. That's what we're gonna focus on. These five specific areas that I want you to start working on developing questions about, all right? The first area is operations, okay? Think about operations. Now, as a governing board member, you're not responsible for the day-to-day -day of operations, but in, in, in terms of these operations, in terms of the facility, okay? In terms of, of, of hiring, right? In terms of policies and procedures and systems and the performance framework, it's January, so the performance framework is starting now for the new uh, school year if you're a North Carolina school, right? What, what, how are we doing operationalized, right? Are, are we meeting our goals operationally? Is, is you know, uh, are all systems in order and how do we know? Are we compliant in all areas? Are we not only meeting state policies, but are we meeting local policies? You know, when's the last time we did kind of an internal audit check on things like OSHA, right? And bloodborne pathogens. How about our emergency plans and fire drill, right? There's so many areas of operations that are critical to a school's success. How often is the board asking questions in regards to whether these, these aspects are in place, right? Criminal background checks, volunteer checks, um, safety drills, and there's so much, right? When you think about, just imagine if your school has a thousand students, it's probably got a couple hundred employees, that's 1,200 to 1,500 human beings on your campus every single day. Lots can go wrong, right? So what types of questions are you asking? It doesn't have to be every single month, but you would definitely like, what are the most important things? What are the most important key indicators of your school's operational success? And we have this, this key indicators of school success list and, and, and happy to continue to share that. It's in the Navigate system, but I can send you as well. You can email me at, at tom at lbleaders.com and, you know, and I will send you our a copy of our key indicators of school success. So that's operational, right? So just think operational, you know, facility, inspections, emergencies, okay? Even handbooks, I mean, all those, all those things. This is about the time of year. You need to start thinking about that because it takes time. It takes time to get inspections done and audits done and handbooks revised and policies looked at. Okay, we'll talk more about policies when we talk about governance, but okay, operationally, how, how effective is the planning? Is car line getting better or worse, right? Drop off, drop off and pick up. That's a huge operational piece, huge operations. Does things, when you visit the school, how does it feel to you? Does it feel chaotic? Does it feel smooth? Does it feel confusing? When you're out in the community, does anybody ever talk about the school? Okay. How much do we inquire? How much do we ask of our parents in terms of the school's operational functions? Okay, so that's part one, operations. Needs to be on there, asking a set of questions in terms of operations. Category two, finances. Okay, one of the most important part, all charter schools close because of finance reasons, okay? They, they either run out of money or they mismanage their funds or, or you know, enrollment goes awry and they don't, they don't change their budget, right? So looking at the current budget, is the current budget on track? Are there any line items looking to bust? I remember when 
you know, when I was an executive director, every month we, we would get a budget. It would show us the percentage of the budget that has been utilized. Hopefully you are having that types of information so you can ask questions. If, if one line item was at like 80% in January, well, I, I, I'd have to ask, are we going to go over? Like, what does that mean? Was that front-loaded money? Did we pay in advance for something? You know, are we going to have to move something? If so, what are we moving? Or is there not money being utilized in a certain category? Can we reinvest some of our money somewhere else? Okay. Have we started looking at next year's budget already? Okay. We don't have to wait till April or May to get there. Okay. What didn't we see this year, right? Maybe hopefully if you've, if you've worked, if you um, listened to the other training I did on finance, you know, the five tips to, to help you uh, budget throughout the year, a good part of your budgeting process could be done already, right? Going down, asking questions, identifying areas that we miss. What do we see in the foreseeable future? Uh, do we have any costs that are increasing, right? Uh, what can we anticipate in terms of, you know, revenue and um, how are our salaries doing in comparison to, to the traditional public schools? Finance is a big one. Are we identifying any cash flow problems? What is it that you're doing to ask questions about finances halfway through the year? And this is a really important piece. Even if you, you know, you know, maybe some schools, they only have maybe four financial reports a year, just based upon their age and their history that are actually coming to the board. Well, this is your second, you know, quarter of the school year. Your second quarter of the school year is finished. You're at the halfway point. Where are you financially? Okay, so first one's operations. Second is finances. Let's talk about area number three. Your governance, okay, this is really important. Halfway through the year, you know what I started thinking about as a board chair? Who's rolling off this year? What types of, you know, what's, when, when are we gonna kick off our recruitment process? Okay, when are we gonna kick off our recruitment process? Who's rolling off? What skill sets did they have? What skill sets are we gonna have to replace? Okay, so board recruitment's number one, because within six months, we've gotta recruit, we've got to interview, and we've got to get people trained and ready to go. So they're ready to go, you know, first thing July, you know, whenever the, their term starts. How about policies? How well are our policies creating the culture we desire to see? Right? This is the time where you need to start reviewing the policies for the year, uh, making sure you've got everything in place, uh, having meetings with the principal in terms of where there are times where you needed something to make a, a, a decision and we didn't have it down in writing. Right. Remember, I've talked about many times that school school principals should have a specific notebook dedicated to uh, just kind of like a thinking log. Right. Really wish I had this. I need that. Uh, this went well. That policy didn't didn't meet our you know meet our goals or it was challenging to make a decision. Uh, Jennifer Purdy, one of the best principals I know, she's at Piedmont Community Charter. Uh, part of their uh, uh, policy development process is she takes every policy, and if she can't write a process for it, it goes back to the board, and she gives them her her advice on how it needs to change. Because if she can't create a, a process for it that that makes sense, then then the policy is not not going to meet their goals. Okay, so board recruitment policy. Uh, definitely looking at those terms and how about mid-year evals? Do you have a mid-year evaluation for your head of school? All right. How are our goals looking? Please tell me you have goals written in place, right? <laughs> and the school leader should be evaluated based upon the school, yeah, school's goals. So how are we doing? What, what tangible evidences 
uh, do uh, do OVC? Can we uh, can we collect? Maybe you've got a survey. Maybe you know you, you know maybe you have a process uh, for this, but it doesn't have to be anything huge. Just you know, I would be looking at um, where are we uh, in the school year? Uh, what evidences have we seen that the school is moving forward towards towards its you know goals and progress? And if it's not, then it's just a conversation. What are we going to do differently? Right? You can't do the same thing over and over and expect different results. That's the definition of insanity. So those would be the three from a governance side, taking a look at policy and handbooks, uh, um, looking at uh, you know, the recruitment of new uh, board members, doing that uh, board assessment to see, hey, what are the skill sets are, uh, do we have? Who do we need rolling off the future? You know, looking at, you know, we're always talking about being intentional with our time, with our board recruitment. Uh, so what types of members will we need? And, and then uh, finally, any mid-year about whether it's board, board evaluation uh, or, or the end of the year evaluation. Um, I personally like, we do our board evaluation every January because that's when we do our annual retreat. Um, is in January and it gives us really good information and some baseline data about whether we got any better and it gives us time. It gives us time with the experts uh, here that if we need to make some changes, they can help us and that way we're not uh, starting off new with uh, brand new board members and we're trying to orient and develop at the same time. Uh, so with five months to go in the term of some board members, you can certainly utilize some expertise uh, some, to uh, put some things in place. So far as a board, we are governing three areas at the halfway through point of the year, checking in on operations, finance, and governance. Now, let's get to this one. What's the purpose of school? Education, that's right. Student learning. So what information do we have halfway through the school year, right? What benchmark data, what, what questions can we ask in terms of our students learning? And most importantly, what questions can we ask in terms of how well uh, are our new programs working, right? Any new programs, any new initiatives? Was it worth the investment? Uh, do we have all the teachers trained? There's something I find very often uh, in uh, schools that do heavy training at the beginning of the year. Teachers leave. I mean, the, you know, teacher turnover is consistent no matter where you are on the planet. And uh, if you don't have a, a process to train new teachers, right, if someone comes in in October, November, you've got to somehow find a way to get them the best training that they can have, right? You know, you can't skip out on training. So always a good idea to record any professional development that you do at the start of the year or, you know, find some way to make sure that new employees are oriented and caught up to speed in terms of your education programs and processes and all those other aspects. Too many times we just hire someone, throw them in and expect them to figure it out, right? So the education plan, student achievement. How do we know students are learning? What tangible evidences do we have to um, demonstrate that? Uh, how well are, are the teachers meeting? Um, you know, are they able to carry out the education plan uh, with program fidelity? And if not, what do we need to do differently? Okay, so from an education standpoint, the teacher is, is pretty much the most important tool. So what are we doing to make sure we're developing our teachers, developing our staff, uh, who's moving in the right direction, right? Who's not? Now, finally, 
another part, and this all kind of intertwines with each other, right? You could really oversee all these. Like I'm, I'm just thinking of so many areas right now. Another part of it, of, of, you know, the education is January, February is typically when that parents are starting to be notified in terms of uh, whether their child might be retained, right? Their child is uh, behind, right? So it's a question that a board could ask. Do we anticipate students being retained next year? You know, how do we know what's the what's the communication process, right? You you trust, but you verify that you have that in place. And many schools don't. They don't have anything in place that you know determines what what uh, determines uh, student promotion on a grade by grade level. I mean, and everybody should have that, and it's all part of the student achievement process. So we've talked about operations, we've talked about finance, governance, education, and this last one kind of just wrangles right into what I was just talking about client approval right this is the time where you should be starting if you haven't started already new enrollment right enrollment for the upcoming school year okay how is the enrollment um you know do we have a new process in place have we been communicating out where where are we marketing for new students where do we see as our bread and butter when we're you know when we're looking to gain um, good, strong clientele student-wise. Who are our best parent advocates? Uh, are we talking to them about helping us recruit? About on the other side, what's our half halfway point at student attrition? How many students have we lost since since the beginning of the year? Right? And are we doing exit interviews with those families? Are we identifying reasons why we're losing them? And and are they and are they impacting? Um, you know is it impacted based upon our operations education right uh, planning why are we losing kids why are we losing families is there something we're not we're not doing or was it just not a good choice uh, for them right um, and that happens sometimes sometimes parents think that they they know what a school's about but they don't uh, so it doesn't always work out so client approval right client approval also is your teacher teacher satisfaction parent satisfaction right everybody who's in your organization is one of your clients you've got client leaders client teachers client families right client students everybody is a client of your organization so how how are they feeling halfway through okay is there any check-ins that you could do any any short three to five question surveys to just get get a pulse, right? Making sure that, that you guys are moving in the right direction. All the changes that you made over the, the summertime are working. <coughs> Excuse me. And that's working uh, in the right direction for you. So those are the five areas that I believe at this time of year really, really need your um, attention. It really need some heavy questions about just kind of halfway point. Now, if your if your um, monthly executive director's report has all these in place, then you really you should not have much work to do, right? Because you're getting a month by month snapshot. If you use our um, executive director's report, and again, if you don't have it, email me at tom at lbleaders.com, and I'll send you uh, you know the sample example that we use that really has all of these aspects in it. Okay, it's got a it's got a trust but verification process. It's an easy drop in. It lets you know about, you know, how are we doing, right? What do we need? Uh, what's our evidence towards towards our goals uh, for each each of these areas: operations, finance, governance, education, and client approval. So don't try to fit all these in one agenda. Uh, make sure you have some conversations with your principal about that. Is it, and you know, because 
uh, the big part about asking questions at a board meeting is making sure that you're asking questions to learn, not questioning. Uh, so you can just ask the question, what tangible evidences do, do you know, we have that you could provide us you know, next month or in the, in the you know, February report or something to that effect and you know, make sure they're not overloading uh, the principal. But honestly, most of this information should be being brought to you on a month by month basis. Uh, that's just part of the report, right? Just part of the dashboard uh, that you want to see moving forward. So as I scroll down to this good leaders ask great questions uh, section, there's all sorts of strategic questions here for you that you can download and 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 use to your advantage. Uh, I love I love a lot of these. I love this resource for you. So. So if you have any questions, email me at tom at lbleaders.com. Continue to work uh, uh, you know, as a board, as a team. Uh, don't do it by yourself. Uh, you know, make sure that you're utilizing the talent uh, and, and, and having a good, strong relations uh, with the management team. Uh, because first and foremost, uh, they're, they're the one boots on the ground. And the only change, right? So you have to always, always, always remember this. Everything you want needs to be defined, right? You got to be able to define what you want to see operationally and financially and educationally and governance-wise, right? And client approval. You got you to define it because you can't measure it until you define it. So you define it, you measure it, and you continually analyze it, right? You, you continually re receive tangible evidences and you ask questions of how to get there. That is your job as a board member, define, measure, and act, right? Help, help the school leader act. So work as a team to uh, develop that process and have a conversation about what are some agreed upon evidences that you can provide us on a monthly, quarterly, half year basis, whatever meets uh, that specific goal to make sure that we know that we're moving in the right direction. Because I don't remember, you don't wanna wait until the autopsy to determine what went wrong, right? That's, that's never gonna help. You need to be constantly performing autopsies uh, on your operation, finance, education, and governance planning. That's your job. Okay. But trust, but verify, ask effective questions, and work as a team to navigate the organization from success to significance. This has been Tom Miller. If this, if this uh, lesson has been helpful for you, please share it. Uh, please email me at tom at lbleaders.com and let me know uh, what, what was most helpful for you. And also let me know what other lessons, what other areas of uh, governance would you like lessons on. Thank you so much for investing uh, your time and what you do for the children and the adults of your community is fantastic. I believe in you. And I believe in your dream. Have a great day, everybody.